0: purdue basketball podcast i'm elliot bloom joined by the hall of famer larry clisby and today episode 64 here on the podcast and we welcome in the last senior we didn't get to during the season tommy Luce joins us here on the podcast so tommy uh first of all thanks for taking time to join us here
1: oh yeah thanks for having me
0: and uh we, as we tape this larry you are in florida tommy you are um i believe are you still on campus
1: yeah, just for a little while, I came up here to to get some stuff.
0: Okay, so you're you're in, on in campus, but uh, secluded as we all are. Um, we tape this, and we're in the middle of the uh, COVID nineteen or coronavirus um, sequestering that everybody's gone through. And um, I'm I, I don't want to take away from your uh, your show here, Tommy. So we're not going to get in all that stuff that's going on right now. I'd rather focus in on you. Um, and as I made reference to, we had uh, Evan Boudreau and Jihad Proctor on earlier in the year. And our plan was to get Tommy right around uh, the postseason time. And then uh, things kind of all fell apart as, uh, as we got into uh, the current situation we're in. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears and we'll go right back into uh, to Tommy Loose mode here on the podcast. And um, first of all, you know, talk us through um your upbringing where you're from uh when you kind of fell in love with the game of basketball
1: um so my uh, my dad is a high school basketball coach and uh i kind of like grew up around basketball my from the time like i was five five years old i feel like is when he uh, got his first head coaching job around there he started at fountain central and then I mean, we moved all over the state, and I was always his ball boy, so.
0: <laughs> I was gonna ask you what his first job was. I didn't realize it was at Fountain Central.
1: Yeah, Fountain Central and then Benton Central. So we, we lived around Lafayette area for a little while, and then Marion, Richmond, and uh, Jeffersonville.
0: So when you, and, were, uh, when you did those stops at Fountain Central and Benton Central, were um, you were obviously very young. Were you a Purdue, Purdue fan? Was that the oh, only, yeah, school, yeah, was, only school you've, rooted, you've you've been a fan of?
1: Yep, only school I've ever been a fan of. Uh, I had a lot of family that went to Purdue, and then obviously, Coach Paint. You know, being like a family friend, I always like would support Purdue and follow the team as much as I could. And I, I used to come to the camps, you know. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was growing up, I'd i come around to those, and uh, man, I just I've always been a, a big uh, Purdue basketball fan. So.
0: So it's I want to get team. into this ball boy thing. So, <laughs> how young were you when you started doing that?
1: Uh, you said the camps?
0: No, the ball boy stuff for, for your dad.
1: Oh, the ball boy stuff? Uh, I feel like as soon as he got his first head coaching job, I was out there rebounding or, uh, you know, running out with the team during uh, before games and, and just kind of <laughs> stuck all the way until I was like a middle schooler. I think at Richmond is when I stopped, but, you know, I always would travel with him to all the away games and stuff, so I was always around around him uh growing up when he was coaching
0: and so so i assume um you know that's a about as good a way as you can have to learn the game um you know being around a coach and being around a team like that and different teams and things of that nature do you remember at those ages did you look up to some of those players and those i'm assuming those guys kind of became your heroes
1: oh yeah definitely um i mean he he got a chance to coach a lot of good players too so it was cool to you know follow those teams and be a part of like the postseason for indiana high school basketball he always uh he made a lot of good runs while he was uh while he was a coach and all his players man uh they treated me really well growing up they'd you know interact with me go around shoot with me practices and stuff so yeah i definitely i looked up to them growing up
0: that's really cool that's i remember uh when i played my my coaches, I played for Jimmy Hall at Mount Vernon. His son, Jr., was uh, was a ball boy, and it, it sounds just like what you're describing. He would go out and rebound. He he'd dress. We were our school mascot was the Marauders, and he would dress up as a Marauder before every game and stand at half court. So I'm assuming your dad did have you do that at any of those stops. <laughs> no, he didn't
1: have me doing that. <laughs> but but I definitely I was I had on all. I remember at Marion, especially at Marion, because I feel like that was when. Uh, he first you know had had like a a really like well-known uh head coaching job yeah and i used to like get decked out before games wearing purple and gold and i'd get fired up i I remember the state run we made man i was i got to run (laughs) out during that game that was that was a real cool deal so that that was pretty cool
0: that's awesome that's awesome so um you obviously you, you talked about you grow up you, you're around the game you, you kind of have that itch that bug you start playing it and uh, you used to come to our summer camps. Um, how many years total do you think you came to the Purdue basketball camps in the summer?
1: I feel like I came probably like four years. I, I think probably like four for the uh, overnight camps. I think I came to.
0: And and we uh, we tell the one <laughs> we tell the one story all the time uh when you came and was like the first day you broke your shoulder your clavicle, your collarbone yeah
1: yeah broke my collarbone and i hung out with nick t the the whole time
0: (laughs) yeah so so for our listeners our our camps run in june the month of june we have we always have two overnight camps that run consecutive weeks and they run from sunday to thursday or sunday to Mm -hmm. wednesday rather um so they start sunday afternoon and they conclude on wednesday afternoon and you know, a couple hundred kids at each of those camps and they spend the night. We we use the carry quad dorms now. And, um, for the, for the young kids that come, it's a blast. And it's, and it's ages anywhere from, um, you know, eight, nine years old, all the way to <laughs> juniors in high school. And I don't know, yep. do you remember how old you were when on that summer? Uh,
1: when I broke my collarbone, yeah. I was, I think I was like 10 or 11.
0: Okay. That, that yeah. makes sense. So, so Tommy goes down and like the first day I think first or second day yeah, it was
1: the very first day. So on yeah. Sunday
0: evening he breaks his collarbone and we get him into um, we get him into the old video lounge at the time, which was located right now where the wooden club is now. So this is mm-hmm. before the renovations of Mackey. Yeah, man, that was. And there was a video lounge up there. So we get him up there and we call your dad and we said, hey, you know Tommy broke his collarbone. What do you want to do and we we had and I think we had already taken it to the to the uh, local uh, emergency room at that point, mm-hmm. and they put you in a sling. And your dad was like, "Well, I mean, just does he want to come home or does he want to stay? I mean, just let him stay and hang out." And now, now be on, answer this honestly: Did you really want to stay, or were you like, "Man, get me out of here"?
1: uh I probably was towards like trying to leave, but man, it turned out to be a really fun couple of days though.
0: yeah we had uh i I always wonder that because when kids come to camp there's a variety of reasons some kids want to go home and there's always a variety of reasons for that and I get it you know homesickness or you just you know if you get hurt especially and you can't play well then you know what are you gonna do for the next three days and in this case, mm-hmm. um you hung out and basically played video games in our office for most of the week. <laughs> And hung out with some of the players, and hung out on the courts and things like that. So you were around basketball and those kind of things. And there's other things at camp that make it, you know, fun. You get to stay in the dorms and eat in the dining halls and things like that. But, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that was our first introduction to really getting to know you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I remember it was. It was a cool,
1: even though you know I wasn't playing and stuff because like I got hurt. It was still really cool because I was. uh, I got to hang out with like I remember Etwan Moore and Lewis Jackson, Robbie Hummel. Man, I was around those guys. And I mean, they were just like interacting with me. Like I remember, I was just talking to them for a little bit, and they signed my cast. So it was, uh, it was even though it was like a a, a bad incident that happened, it was still a really cool. a Couple of days.
0: Well, and those are some obviously legendary players that were there. I was just yeah. getting ready to ask you who were the I couldn't remember who the guys that were there. So like you know that, that like you said that turns in uh, a situation like that turns into being really cool. I mean, what ten eleven year old oh, wouldn't yeah. want to chill with those guys? And knowing those guys the way they were, you know, a young guy that's in a cast like that at camp, they're really gonna they're really gonna take to you like that. So it doesn't surprise me <laughs> they were they were showing you some love that week. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was a cool
1: it was a cool day it was a cool couple of days, man.
0: So that was our that was Boiler Ball's first uh, introduction to Tommy. I remember that very vividly. And then uh, fast forward, you. Uh, you, you end up playing in high school now you moved some so often so talk us through like you start you know you started getting away from the manager thing in middle school and you started playing more so talk us through your high school years going into your freshman year what school were you at and then how you know how was basketball
1: um when i was a freshman i went to richmond high school and uh you know i didn't really uh I didn't make I wasn't on varsity as a freshman uh I played more like JV and freshman I split it Mm -hmm. and uh you know I uh I growing up like I really didn't care where I was gonna be at because I moved a a ton you know Mm -hmm. growing up like I, I told you all those schools that my dad coached at they're all over different parts of the state so I was just looking forward to playing for him and when I got the chance to finally do that at Richmond it was uh it was a really cool, uh, experience because by the time I, uh, I was there, I was at Richmond for three years. By the time I was a junior, our team was really good and we made a, a good run in the, in the tournament for state, got all the way to semi-state. And, uh, man, it was, uh, it was kind of, it was kind of cool to be able to do that with your dad. And I mean, the, those friends that i made at Richmond, Richmond was the longest place I lived at. I lived there for five or six years and, the guys i was on that team with you know i still am talking to them and they're good friends of mine today so that was a pretty cool uh, experience for high school getting able to do that and then uh my senior year um i moved out to Jeff, or moved down to jeffersonville and went to jeffersonville high school and uh southern indiana basketball is it's a lot different than uh, most areas of the state you know
0: and really well so d- d- yeah describe that what way is it is it different down there
1: I mean, they just have a different. It has like a different feel, you know. Not that I mean, Richmond NCC, you know, that's like a well-known conference in the state. They have a lot of like basketball history, but and that was a cool deal to be a part of that. But Southern Indiana was different. I got to be a part of the 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 Jeffersonville New Albany rivalry, which is like a big time deal for the for to be a part of that. You know, Mm -hmm. I got to play against I played against Romeo. Uh, when we were playing him, you know, and yeah. then I got to play. Him. We got to play him when he got to uh, college, which was pretty cool. So, you know, it was just the fans really uh, enjoy basketball down there, and uh, it was it was pretty cool to be a, a part of all that.
0: And you guys, you know, the one thing as you went, even though it was two different schools, uh, you alluded to the you know semi state success or the run and the success that you guys had. You were on really good teams. Um, yeah. teams that made postseason runs teams that won a lot of games i mean how many boy i mean you had a win you probably pushed 80 wins in your high school career wouldn't you think uh
1: probably yeah i mean throughout the four years because i i even though i didn't play varsity as a freshman like i still got to address yeah we'll count those <laughs> and, you get those <laughs> you yeah. get those. so I, I, get, <laughs> I get to be part of those and i think I think we got like at least twenty wins every year when I was at Richmond, which is I mean that's yeah, it's about sixty <laughs> and then my senior year at Jeff, I think we ended up winning sixteen so okay I, it was close yeah it's probably close to eighty I got to be a part of a lot of wins.
0: well that's a that's that's a really good run and a testament your dad's a, a good coach and um you know good teams and good programs and it's interesting that you talked about the southern part of the state and the the difference in basketball down there. I wouldn't have necessarily um I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily have thought that or maybe instinctively thought that i uh, I know those programs and we know a lot of those coaches down there and mm-hmm. um, we get a lot of those teams that come up to our summer uh, high school shootouts during the summer and so we've got good relationships down there and obviously a lot of talent and good players down there but uh, you know some of those names I always kind of knew um, I knew those coaches in those high schools just by, you know, reading them or meeting them when they came up for, for camp and stuff. And then the couple of years when we had uh, reason to go to Louisville and we traveled down there for the ACC Challenge and then back down there for the NCAA Tournament, um, you know, as we're busing down there, you know, you see all those towns and those names, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's where Silver Creek is or that's where, you know, this school <laughs> is or Jeffersonville or New Albany and all that stuff. So, And you're right, there's a lot of schools down there that have a lot of a lot of traditions. So. Oh, yeah yeah so what was uh of all those stops what was your favorite from a non-basketball standpoint what was your favorite place to live in all those stops you made growing up
1: um it had to be richmond just because that's when i was like uh a little bit older and most of my friends that i uh that that are like my good friends are from richmond yeah so living there was really cool um uh you know i got to uh, be a part of some good team I, I know you said non-basketball but like basketball is a big part of my sure of sure. My life yeah so, you know I, I went to all those games even when i wasn't in high school and uh it was a uh, it was just really cool uh to be around all the excitement of being able to like of a, of my dad getting like richmond off the ground because you know richmond before uh, we ended up winning the sectional when I was a a sophomore for the first time in, like, in 20 years. And uh, before that, you know, Richmond Richmond basketball really wasn't, like, a big – like, they they just had – they weren't that great. Like, they just hadn't done much. They had Dominique James for a little bit, and he was a great player, but they just didn't end up winning anything in the postseason. And to be able to be, like, see from the ground up, Richmond kind of make their uh, way back to, like – basketball like a high level of basketball was pretty cool and you know i just i made, I made a lot of good friendships while i was there and it was a good it was a good uh, time living there
0: well i can attest to some of those um i can validate uh some of the, those friendships you made because i can't tell you how many times in Mackey somebody would after the game would say hey can we get back and say hi to tommy we're from <laughs> richmond good friends of his and we we're like all right yeah. come back that we have a little gathering area outside of our locker room for our for our listeners that um friends and family of the players can come after the game and uh and can see the guys when they come out of the locker room and it's something we started a couple years ago it's been really a really good thing we've done and um Tommy had a lot of guys from Richmond come through the through the gates <laughs> there they wanted to come back and say hi to him and reconnect so I
1: yeah could, yeah I, I usually had a couple people that would come back there so yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate you for letting them come back into the
0: locker room stuff so, too <laughs> So um, you you start wrapping up your your high school uh, career, and what was the what was the thought process to being at Purdue? Is it something where you thought, man, I'm going to Purdue no matter what? Did you think that early on? Is it something that you kind of had to think about when you got to be you know a junior senior in high school? Did you have other thoughts or options, or how did that process work? Um.
1: Well, yeah, I always wanted to to go to Purdue. Like if I uh, if I had the chance to even if it wasn't being on the basketball team, like I just, I just wanted to go to Purdue just because I had a lot of family ties and I just, if I wasn't going to be on the basketball team, I was still going to end up going to the games. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to be a part of the paint crew or somehow get in there. So, uh, but when I got to be a senior, I, uh, I was a, I was a good player, but like I, if I wanted to play somewhere and like, Uh, get minutes I figured like I wasn't gonna be like a division one division two type player I would have probably went and played like at a low level like division three or NAIA or something so I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and then luckily you know coach Payne came along and you guys uh offered me that spot to walk on which is uh pretty cool and I couldn't I couldn't really pass that pass that up
0: well, and you know the thing. The thing is, I remember when um, when Coach said, you know, hey, we're going to bring Tommy on board. And um, you know, for for our listeners, the the walk on process is, you know, this is not an exaggeration. We probably get a hundred emails, calls, texts a year of people who re- recommend um, various players and you recommend young men that they say, oh, he. You know, he'd be a great walk-on. And it's hard because when you have that many, you know, first of all, we're not going to take – we don't have the time to sit there and sort through, you know, 50 to 100 guys and figure out, okay, who are we going to take, who are we going to take. Now, sometimes you get a walk-on that's a no-brainer, and um, it's somebody that's got, you know – a potential to maybe play at a d1 program and things like that but the reasons you take walk-ons there's a ton of different reasons and the best walk-ons and I've always said this over the years and I and I have probably had this conversation with you when you first came aboard the best walk-ons do whatever needs to be done to make the team better and mm-hmm. um, even though those minutes might not be there um, it's you know, it's all the behind-the-scenes stuff that really makes you guys so valuable. It's the practice stuff. It's it's being a good teammate. It's being a good locker room guy, um, and that whole you know that whole gamut of things. And I want to get into a little bit of that a little bit later, but you make the decision to come on board. And I can't remember. Did you arrive in June your freshman year, or did you wait mm-hmm. till the fall? No, I, yeah, I came in June. Okay, so you came in June along with the uh, the rest of the players. Um mm-hmm. so talk talk me through what was going through your mind when you report to campus. That had to be pretty overwhelming.
1: Uh yeah, it was really overwhelming. Just because it, it happened so quick. Like the day before I moved into campus I moved on to campus, I graduated from high school. <sighs> like it like it was the day of my graduation. Yeah. So And we had just gotten out of school like five days before that. So it was just, it moved, it happened so quick. Like I was like in high school and then all of a sudden I was at Purdue (laughs) and we were doing workouts and it was just like, we were right into it. But, you know, I I think if I would have waited and I would have came in the fall, I would have been more behind than I was at first. You know, like I feel like coming in in at June and meeting all those guys and, you know, building relationships with them right away was better than than waiting. So I'm, I'm glad I came. Even though it was quick, it, <laughs> it was good to, to be there right away.
0: Yeah, it's one of the best things the NCAA did was probably – it's been about a, almost 10 years ago now that they allowed the freshmen to come in during the summer, and that's really changed everything. It's really allowed you guys to acclimate more. Um, and then, of, of course, uh, let our listeners know you came in with – there was two people in your class, right, when you came in? Yep. So you yep. you and and who was the other guy?
1: Me and me and Carson Edwards. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: You and Carson came in, and I remember you guys really hit it off that fresh that first summer, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was my roommate, and uh, we both. I, I mean, he came on visits and stuff, obviously, and, and knew the guys already. But we hit it off at first, you know. Uh, we were hanging out, and uh, you know, he's he was a good dude, and uh, I'm glad that he, I was able to be in the, that class with him, you know. That's not a bad class to be a part of. Just the two of us, so it was, he's a good dude, so I'm
0: yep. glad I got well, to
1: be his teammate and
0: roommate. And that was cool to see that that friendship um develop because a lot of times like as coaches like we don't we think we might know what's going on in that locker room or going on with you guys, but I don't I think sometimes <laughs> we really don't know. <laughs> but uh, but it seemed it really seemed like you two hit it off and had a really genuine friendship, which was really cool to see. So mm-hmm. So you go through that summer, um, and then we start uh, we start your freshman year, um, Carson's freshman year, and obviously we had a veteran team and a bunch of older, established guys. So just talk about kind of your what you remember from that year, and uh, and and how that that first season you know went for you.
1: Um, it was a, I mean it was a a really cool experience to be a part of that team because you know that's one of the better that's, that's a big 10 championship team you know uh once the year got over but it, uh for me it, it was tough at first because high school basketball to division one big 10 basketball you know is just a, it's a big jump and at first for even for especially for a, like a walk-on like me it's like it was a it was a different pace of the game yeah like you know, it's a lot, it's a little bit more fast paced. There's shot clock, which I wasn't, I, I never had to deal with, you know, uh, all the guys were, uh, I mean, we, all the guys on the team are really talented, you know, and it's a good thing to be able to play against talent like that every day, but it's really tough too, you know? And it, it made me, uh, work hard as, as soon as I got there, cause I knew like, man, if I'm slacking i'm not going to be able to keep up with these guys and they're just gonna go right along and i'm gonna get left in the dust and uh but i, I caught on and uh, i just once it got to like workouts and stuff i just made sure i was working hard and uh doing what i had to do to, to make sure i was getting better every day and uh, do whatever it got a team out to you know and um once season got around uh, and that first practice came. We had that that first month is a killer because yeah. um, you know <laughs> it's crazy. You just uh you're just going every day for three hours plus, and um, I mean it was just uh, it was a it was a crazy experience at first. But um, you know, I, it made me a, a better player, a better uh, better teammate for sure.
0: Well, and you talked about it's hard no matter it's hard if you're an all American or um. You know, all the way down to uh, seniors, freshmen. That you know, the summer months are hard. You're conditioning. You're going through you know weights for the first time. A structured weight program for multiple mm-hmm. days a week. And um, yeah. you know, and in your case, you come into a loaded team, as you said. A lot of great players. A lot of older guys. Yeah. Um, you know, and who now? Who are the seniors that year? Was Fell still here?
1: Nope. No, it was uh, it was John and uh, Spike.
0: Okay. Okay. Yep. So you come in and you have those older guys with you. Um, biggies here and um, you know yep. pj dakota vince isaac are older um so yeah you walk into a loaded team so what were the pickup games like did you ever get discouraged i mean here you are straight out of high school in a walk on roll and you're playing against these guys in a in pickup games you know did it, <laughs> did you ever walk out of there with your head down like man this is hard
1: uh yeah uh, a few times just because but i I, w- I, w- I would always remind myself like where i'm at like I'm not at some small school. I'm at Purdue University, you know. Like, I, I'm getting to be a part of something, you know, really special. And way it's bigger than me. Like, I don't care if I'm playing or not. I get to be part of the Purdue basketball team. So, I couldn't hang my head too much. But, yeah, it was tough when <laughs> when you're getting your shot blocked off the backboard and, uh, you know, not getting in that much uh, – not, not that many reps, but, you know – even as a freshman, when you're just like a regular player, you're going to have uh, struggles too. So I just dealt with what I had to deal with, and uh, you know, got through it. But it was worth it, you know. Oh, it absolutely. was worth all. The yeah, struggles. and I can,
0: and yeah, and and trust me, though, I'm I, when I say that I'm not, um, I'm not d- d- diminishing your talent or skills or anything. It's just that it speaks to how good those teams were and how many good oh, players yeah. we had on those teams. Um,
1: yeah, there's like what four nba players yeah. <laughs> that were on that team four or five so. that's right you were a pretty good team
0: yeah you put it in that perspective and that that sums it up right there um so that year we went a lot of games have a lot of success um any highlights that stood out your freshman year in terms of you know some of the things that those teams did or that team did Can you say that again any highlights from that freshman year in terms of what the team accomplished or like in season
1: uh, for me, or just as a, just as, as a whole? team, just
0: being a part of that. Oh.
1: oh yeah, when we won the the Big Ten at home, I mean, we beat, we beat IU. That was like, I mean, that was like a dream, you know? Like, yeah, you don't get to beat your rival on your home court. On for for the seniors, it had to be even crazier because it was their senior night, and man, it was uh, that was just the coolest feeling ever. To have that confetti drop out of the sky, and that brought the Big Ten trophy out, and I mean, we were all excited you know jumping around as soon as the game ended and it was just it was really cool then we cut the nets down and and it was it was a really special day for sure
0: yeah it's one of the it's one of the uh, more memorable nights in Mackey for sure that uh, Mm -hmm. that I've I've ever been a part of and um, I don't think any of us knew they might have, I think they told me that they had the confetti plan and all that but when they did you guys know that was coming when the game was over I just remember in the handshake line all that popped all the, you know the pops were, were going mm-hmm. off and then all of a sudden that confetti was raining down it was just a perfect scene and as you mentioned to do it against your arch rival um, was really really special.
1: Yeah, no we didn't expect that. So to have that happen was uh, it was pretty memorable.
0: Yeah, that that was cool. And I just remember when when moments like that happened, to me the best part from the coaching staff's perspective, is just watching you guys and just how you guys are celebrating and interacting. It's just so cool because it to have you guys be able to go through those moments um, is awesome. So it was—I'd forgotten that that was your freshman year. So man, you start off, you walk right in the door, you get a ring. <laughs> I mean, life—life life was really good, right? Yeah,
1: right away it was—it uh, was good. <laughs> it got to be upset about getting a Big Ten championship.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we go—is that the year we went to Milwaukee? We played Iowa State. Yeah, uh-huh. And so we get that win, and so that, obviously, we go in the postseason. And, you know, you got to be thinking like, hey, this is just what Tommy does. I mean, he just wins in the <laughs> postseason. I mean, he did it in high school, and you come to Purdue and go right to a Sweet 16.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely could say that it was consistent winning. Like, <laughs> as soon as I got from high school to college, it kept going, but, you know. I was—I just got lucky. I was a part of some good teams in high school and uh, while I was at Purdue, you know.
0: Yeah. So you had obviously some really good runs the next two years as well. We go on the, mm-hmm. you know, come really close to winning the Big Ten your sophomore year, um, and then yes. and then talk about your junior year. So now. At, well, let's go back so when you were a freshman sophomore, when did you start to emerge as this guy that the crowd went nuts for? Do you remember do you remember a moment or anything like that? Um,
1: well, I, I remember the first time i I scored a point um, and that was like that was a big deal and I remember the crowd was really into it. It was my freshman year. We played uh, Western Illinois. And I got fouled and hit a free throw, and I mean the place went went crazy. And uh, but I, that was the only point I scored that year. <laughs> so <laughs> I probably weren't getting excited too much when I was a freshman. But then as a sophomore, I got in a ton of games as a sophomore because we would just blow everybody out. Yeah, it, it, like we had a lot of games where we would blow people out. So I got in and got. Uh, I feel like people got to see my face enough. They got excited. They were like, "Oh, I, hey, we're gonna win this game." <laughs> So they, uh, you know, they uh, started chanting my name and stuff and it just kind of built up and it was pretty, pretty cool for that to all happen because I wasn't expecting anything like that
0: when I, uh, when I first came. That was, um, so you think is, was there a moment your sophomore year when you think, when you thought like, man, like, I mean, like you said, we did, we were beating a lot of teams pretty bad. And so those moments for you were, you know, there's a lot of them. Was there any moment you can recall where you were like, I'm trying to think if there was like a moment that like, the the... I was
1: going to say the Chicago State game. I played a lot in that one, and I mean, I I even got in in the first half of that game, and uh, it was, uh, I think I feel like maybe that game because I I I scored and got a couple assists, and they I mean they just were going nuts. I don't I don't remember. (laughs) They just were going they were going crazy.
0: Well, and it's different when you uh you know, a free throw to get in a bucket obviously is different. So I, I I do remember that game and I and you're right. That's probably the game that that probably was the big the big breakthrough.
1: Yeah. I, I, I got to agree. Probably was.
0: So I and <laughs> I'm thinking about some of those games and like how this all has to work in your role to get through. So, Larry, do you remember when those do you remember those uh um, like those days when he would get in, and you know if it's a blowout, and like when he would would get checked in, and what the what the feeling was like.
2: When I, you said when I was checking in. No, Cl-
0: I was asking, close, close. Can you hear us? Oh, yeah, I Cliz.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, sorry, I, I got distracted there. What, what I was the I was
0: talking about when Tommy got into some of those games, and we were talking about how when he was a sophomore, it's kind of when it started—the whole Tommy loose phenomenon started—and. You know, just what your thoughts were, your recollections were when he would check in at the end of those games. It had to me from when you're broadcasting. That actually, it probably made some of those blowouts pretty entertaining down the stretch.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, that that's true. And uh, but I, my first, uh, I remember the first time they made a fuss over him, and I thought, uh, you know, I looked at Rob uh, and uh, the, um the rest of the crew and said, well, "What's the big fuss here? What's the deal, man?" <laughs> and, and they told me that he, that we have a swap on his name's Tommy Loose, and he's uh, Jeffersonville, and uh, and I knew I knew his dad, and had him during high school. So, and those are the those teams were the teams that we covered at at uh, TV eighteen when I was there, you know and uh, so so we kind of thought hey you know we got a friend in, we got a friend in the in the game and but I, I was just amazed but not i i never thought it was gonna go where it went
0: <laughs> i don't think anybody <laughs> i don't think anybody thought it was gonna go where it went it, it it really built that sophomore year tommy don't you think
2: yeah i think i think
1: it did for sure
0: and then when do we start? When did did we start getting loose your junior year or was that your sophomore year? That was my that's yeah,
1: my sophomore year that's when it happened too and I think that that helped it out a little bit the hysteria.
0: So the buzz had to it probably ignited in the non-conference and then they started taping the the famous getting loose uh video series that they would play mm. during timeouts and that yeah, that's that was throwing gasoline on the fire. <laughs> that <laughs> took the craze to another level. Yeah. So yeah, what that, what did you definitely. what was your initial thought when they came to you and said, Hey, we have an idea we want to do? What what went through your mind?
1: Um well I think Foreman told me about it and he like kinda laid out like what I would what it was gonna be and what I'd be doing and I really I really wasn't feeling it at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I can't say no, but I was like Yeah, I mean I guess I'll do
0: it. <laughs> well, that could be I mean you know, you've now you've grown. Not only have you grown on the court as a player, but you've grown off the court too. I mean, I, I think you probably said three or four words your whole freshman year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's part of the part of why you go to college. And, and you know, when you're in a, in a program like that, you have no choice but to, you know, you come out of your shell, and that's part of it. Um, but this was really like, you know, most of the time people are allowed to come out of their shell in their own way. And in this case, you were being like, okay, dude, we're going to throw a camera out there and have you like do a Saturday Night Live skit, basically. And so it really kind of forced forced you to come out of your shell.
1: Yeah, it definitely was out of my comfort zone. But, uh, you know, it, it helped me because I got to, it helped me get out of my comfort zone, being able to do stuff that I wouldn't normally have done. And it turned out to be something that was really fun and it, it helped me even. I feel like on the court because then, uh, I, it gave me more confidence. You know, yeah. To yeah. I mean, it definitely gave me more confidence, and uh, it helped me out with uh, on and off the court stuff. You know, and just it, it was it was something that turned out to be better than I thought it was going to be.
0: I totally I totally understand that, and and you know think about um, anybody who is listening to this who had that you know that speech they had to give in school and how you know if you're a person that doesn't like to speak in front of crowds, you know, how nerve wracking that is. And then, you know, here you are, you get to go out and basically play a a role and, you know, (laughs) an act basically. And what became far and away some of the most popular things we've ever done. And our creative team is, is tremendous at Purdue. They come up with great stuff all the time. Um, But I know that this is close to the top of their list in terms of the projects that they've worked on. And it just, it just helped to take off and all the different, um produce celebrities that they had join you then over the over those three years you know the david budaya's and yeah probably the most memorable when coach katie came aboard and joined. And did yeah, the that one was with... awesome so talk us so i think people would i think our listeners would want to know talk us through that day when you guys taped the one with coach katie how much fun was that
1: that was a lot of fun but uh coach katie actually wasn't even there that day oh was, so
0: you taped it separate
1: Yep, taped it separate. Gotcha. He taped it, I think, before, like way before uh, I ended up taping it with Cardinal. But that's another guy. I mean, Brian Cardinal was really cool to be able to do uh, a little skit with him because he's a, he's a good dude. And then you know he's just, I mean, he's a legend. Yeah.
0: So, and then David <laughs> Budaya joined like you. That. But yeah, you.
1: David, he's he's a cool dude too, and Bobby and I, Katie Loose. I got to do one with her, so it is a lot of good people, a lot of cool like alumni and just Purdue people that I got to to do that with and you know I wouldn't have been able to meet them and or gotten to have the the chance to like be around them like I did if it wasn't for those videos. So I really appreciate being being able to be a part of that.
0: Well, you pulled them off. I mean, you were that was that was gold and that that'll, you know, hey, that's that's something I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but you're going to be you're going to be a <laughs> An old man look sitting around, and if Instagram and Twitter are still going by then, which I'm sure they will be, you'll be able to pull those up any time to show people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. So, um, so I, w- I had something I was going to hit on with those, and I can't remember what it was. But uh, so those those th- those elements, your your junior senior year, it all kind of builds into. You know, I think by the time you got to be a senior. I just remember in practice, and our listeners wouldn't necessarily know because they're not at practices. But I, one of the reasons I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up was you got to be, um, you, your improvement as a basketball player um, was marked, uh, was very noticeable, and um, by the time you were this last year. Um, you know, you were carving dudes up there on, on the court, and uh, you got to be uh, a guy that we would use in the scouting report a lot um, in practice to simulate, you know, the other team's score and go-to guy. And, uh, you know, you got your fair share of, uh, of buckets, and you, you, you got your fair share of guys on the, on the practice court. Um, and you did seem like a very a much more confident basketball player. Uh, when you look back to, you know, how you were as a freshman compared to as, you know, this last year as a senior, does it amaze you how far your skills, you know, developed?
1: Yeah, I was I was just thinking about that, like, the other day. Because um, I, I was going through and I was – I mean, we have all this time. I was watching, like, old, old clips of, like, not when I would just get in the game, but, like, just over time, like, because we have the Synergy stuff, and I was just watching some of our old games. And I was like, man – i really did change a ton like i just not like to like toot my own horn but like i did get i I just got better absolutely
0: absolutely
1: yeah and it is i mean we just got a lot of great coaches and uh i mean gav's great strength coach josh was good and it helped me develop a lot and uh i just kept with it and uh, eventually by the time I, i i finally figured out what was going on on defense and offense a little bit like within like our sets and stuff and uh i was able to help out the younger guys and not just like my skill but like that confidence that i I gained like i I was able to you know uh help them on the court and uh you know get them in the right spot so i definitely changed from freshman to uh senior year and uh it was a a lot in part to the people that we got in the program you know that helped me out
0: well and you and you know your your role change as a senior you know we went from having older teams and then your senior year we have a very very young team and you did a a great job in practices in terms of letting those guys know what's going on and getting them in the right spot and letting them know you know how drills work and that kind of thing Uh, exactly what you said and that's uh that was a big uh, a big help and and you know that's the way seniors always contribute so you did a good job with that stuff um, so the high water mark, probably your senior year in terms of on court action, had to be Iowa, don't you think? He said Iowa. Yeah, the Iowa game. I mean, talk us through that game. Now we Iowa comes in and we we jump on them early, we make a lot of shots, and then you get in the game pretty uh, pretty early. You get a lot of time, and then you you went to work, didn't you? Yeah,
1: that was a that was a cool game. That was really a special one, just because. Uh, you know, it was just like any other game. Like, I was just coming in and uh, getting a couple minutes to go out there and, and have have some fun and uh, contribute if I can. And I really, like, I'm really glad that I was able to hit a couple threes because uh, it's tough coming in at the end of games. I mean, you, you've been sitting your cold the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, it's tough to hit jump shots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm lucky I can get to the rim a little bit, but – like it's tough to hit a a jumper straight off the bench. And, uh, I kind of like, I set out like a goal that year or last year I set out goals each year, but last year's goal was to hit a three in Mackey because I hadn't done that yet. And to be able to do that in the Iowa game was a big deal for me. And, uh, It was was a really cool game.
0: That's awesome. Well, a couple things that are so great when those moments happen is the reaction of the bench. And the guys always go crazy. They love seeing, you know, they love your success. But also, too, um, you know, it's funny when you mentioned that it's hard to shoot when you're cold. We always tell our guys when they check into a game, coaches never want a player to come in and immediately shoot a three. Um, So the best (laughs) shooter in the world could come in. And what's coach always say? Like, hey, man, get up and down the court a couple times first, right? Yeah, and yeah, so I'll like get, if right a yeah, if a guy comes in and checks in and shoots the first time he catches a ball, even if he's wide open, the coaches—if you ever look over the bench—they're gonna, you know, some heads are gonna roll be, or eyes are gonna roll because uh-huh. they're gonna say, "What are you doing? You gotta wait till you get loose a little bit and run up and down the court." But it, when you guys get in, it's expected. Like, "Hey man, let it go. You gotta yeah. shoot it right away."
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone's yelling at me to shoot right away. Like, <laughs> like I've been playing for twenty plus minutes, like. No, i i I didn't even get to shoot at halftime so
0: like i know when you were younger you got in once and i don't know what game it was but i remember you got in and you're not the only guy who's done this but you got in and you passed on a shot and coach painter like under his breath because he wouldn't do it out you know so where the other team could see but he was like oh tommy you got to shoot that dude like when you get a look and you're coming in in minutes like this you gotta let that go (laughs) <laughs> no, that's funny, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember. I remember him making those comments. He always wants to see you guys put it up and try to score there at the end. So uh, Iowa was a great game for you. It all kind of built into your senior day. Um, your senior video was one of the coolest senior videos we've ever had. Um, Scott Van Pelt, all those announced those great announcers, and we got to give credit to Chris Foreman. That was his, his kind of brainchild that he worked on throughout the year. <laughs> um he told us that idea for it and i thought man that is if you can pull that off like i didn't know he could do it and when he approached scott van pelt about it um scott was like hey i got it like there was no like we didn't even need to like tell him what he was like he understood the concept and right away was like dude i'll get it to you i know exactly what we're doing and when he sent that through like i told some people we were doing it not many and I mm-hmm. always, because I'm always like, man, I don't want to overhype this thing. And then when we get it, everybody's like, well, yeah, that was okay. But I don't think there was any way to overhype that. I think it turned out even better than I could have imagined. What what went through your mind when you saw that on senior day on the video board?
1: Oh, it was, it was unreal. Like, I, I remember Foreman, He told me about it too, just to like, because it wasn't like your traditional senior video. It was way different than right. the other ones that I had seen while I've been here. And uh, he just wanted to like make sure that I was cool with me. And when he told me, I was like, "Heck yeah, that'd be, that's definitely that's cool." Like all those people, like all those like big time people, being able to to say something about about me, like that's that's awesome. And uh, when I watched it on the video board, it was the first time I had seen it, obviously. And uh, man, it was uh, it was really special, man. I I, uh, I wasn't expecting anything like that, and uh, it, it blew my mind that uh you know i got that scott van pelt like treated it like it was like sports center yeah (laughs) yeah like that was like so cool really uh, cool that video is going to be out there forever too and i'll I'll be able to always go back and look at that so that was a that was a really special thing man. and i i'm i'm really happy that (laughs) that happened
0: yeah no that's awesome that was uh one of the best that we've ever had and it was so cool to see all those uh and it, and it speaks to, but it speaks to you and the work you know, that you put in to get yourself to that position, and um, you know it's it's well deserved. It's not it's not a uh, not just a token thing like that. It's something that um, is is very well earned. So it was a very special moment. Um, before we get to our final four questions here, I did want to ask you, um, and uh, you know the way your, the way your senior year ended. Just a surreal feeling of being in Indianapolis. Um, And really, we were at shoot around the day of our first game. And we get done practicing. And all of a sudden, I get a text. And I brought everybody in and said, All right, we're heading back to the hotel. We're heading home. I mean, what went through your mind? And then a couple days later, just knowing that the rest of the season's canceled, I mean, you know, heart goes out to you guys who are seniors. Um, You know, what, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Uh yeah like you said it was during shoot around we found out we were uh, we were done like the tournament got canceled we didn't know we were done yet but uh it was a weird feeling because the I remember the night before I was watching Aaron was my roommate and we, me and him were watching uh just watching like NBA games and sports center and whatever and then all of a sudden it hits like 11:30 or something and they canceled like, they they suspend the season, and I was like, we looked at each other, and we were kind of like, oh, no. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a pretty good chance that, that we're not going to be playing tomorrow, and uh, once you heard about all the other tournaments the next day, like, all the other conference tournaments getting canceled, it was just like, yeah, it was bound to happen, and for it to happen during shoot-around was really, it really sucked, especially I was getting ready to win the free throw contest, so, <laughs> <laughs> that, that sucked when that happened, and uh, you know, it, it's, there's nothing, there's, I can't think of anything that's happened like that, so for that to happen, and, uh, like, a season end before it's really over, it's unfortunate, and, uh, but, you know, it's bigger than, it's really, it is bigger than basketball, because you don't, you don't really know, I mean, now we, we're getting a better idea of it, but uh, you don't really know what's going on with the, with the virus and everything that's, else that's going on, and in the world so right right you know at least we got to uh experience senior day and got to have that regular season but it's just unfortunate that we didn't get a chance to to make a run in in uh march because i really thought we uh we could we could do something still
0: well and i i my uh my heart goes out to you guys, too, because Purdue announced, uh, you know, classes will be online the rest of the semester and then no graduation in May. Uh, you're on track to graduate. You're finishing up a couple classes. You'll have your degree. Um, you know, that's got to be disappointing, too, the fact that, you know, graduation just gets altered as well.
1: Yeah. yeah that, that, uh, That's uh, not cool, too. I mean, it it happens, but uh, – you know, commencement. I was looking forward to that, just to uh, to be able to experience because Purdue always does a really good job with uh, their end of the year ceremonies and our our banquet and stuff is always pretty cool to to be a part of. To so to have that stuff canceled uh, is unfortunate, but you can't like I, I try to look at like the 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 bigger picture, like all the stuff that happened before. You know, like the four years that I got to be a part of everything and uh all the other screens i have like you know i i still got those so i can't i can't hang my head on the season not ending the way it should have but uh you know it's just it's just what how it is man it's just what happened
0: yeah well it's a good attitude to have and and to know that it, as you said it's you know it's bigger than than each of us and it's bigger than basketball and it's well, here's that, the one go ahead like
2: here's the one thing that people Really had to put it in perspective. People want to know what it's like for these kids to go through this. They don't know. Nobody knows. Right. None of us knew. Yeah. yeah, this has never happened before. First time ever in the history of the game, we had a cancellation of a season, and uh, so we're all we're all sitting around going, "Ah, uh, you know," and I, the whole time for me, I'm getting up. Getting ready to go to road games, right? And thinking about, hey, what time's the game tomorrow? You don't have a game tomorrow, Uh, you know. And and that's it. It's hard to, I I would imagine, be very, very hard. It's hard for us it'd be very, very hard for a player to have to go through that. I'd feel really, I'd feel really uh, conned out, you know, like i didn't deserve this you know
0: yeah, yeah
2: yeah if you're a great player you had a shot at the final four or something or to win the big 10 championship for example mm, that would really sting
0: yeah and then all those yeah think about those teams yeah. especially some of those teams nationally that had you know this was their like, year uh-huh. and, Uh and like dayton I, yeah. dayton
2: I feel
1: like they had that it's awful for them and san diego state you know they might not get another team like that right so some of those teams you know they they just it's just it's heartbreaking
0: well i'm i'm yeah sorry end it that way for you but i I'm, i am encouraged that your your outlook is so positive and you it seems like you valued the the good moments you've had and you should you've you've done a great yeah. job uh, over your four years here for us so Tommy, we always end these podcasts with the final four, and there are four questions that are kind of off the uh, beaten path. Oh,
1: I can't really hear you.
0: Uh, so we end each podcast with the final four, and these are four oh, okay. four questions here that we always kind of end on. So our first question here on the final four with uh, our senior Tommy Luce is what is your go-to music of choice, your favorite music?
1: Uh, favorite, like type of music?
0: Yeah, type of music, individual artist, uh, group.
1: Okay, my favorite type of music is like like rap hip hop
0: <laughs> and any particular buddy in, in particular you like to listen uh, to
1: my shoot I, I i listen to a lot of different uh like rappers but probably <laughs> probably like meek mill or that's probably, yeah, probably Meek Mill.
0: Meek Mill. All right. I think yeah. Cliz was listening to Meek Mill the other day down in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, question two here on the Final Four with Tommy Luce. Tommy, what's your favorite all-time book or maybe a good book you've recently read?
1: Um, I actually – I read a lot. I, well, I don't read a, a ton, but if I do read, like, on my own, I read some, like, sports books, and I just – uh, I'm almost done, but it's probably my favorite one that I've read. And it's not going to sound great because, but it's about, it's called A Season on the Brink. It's about Bob. Oh, Knight. yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah.
0: famous book. Yeah. John... I know,
1: like IU and stuff, but it's actually a really interesting book. And I'm, I'm almost done with it, but it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's a fascinating book. John Feinstein wrote that. And uh, there's some Purdue stuff in there. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's some Purdue uh, mentions. I think there's a scene in that book where he talks about when IU's coming to shoot around at Mackey, uh-huh. and he walks down the ramp, and Coach Katie and him exchange some words, <laughs> some choice words to each other. That's a really good book. Oh, if you're, yeah. yeah, if you're a college basketball fan, that's, that's uh, yeah. really good. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so question three here on the Final Four with Tommy Luce is, if you could wave a wand and do any profession starting tomorrow – what would that be
1: any profession Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: and you can it can be anything so not just what you're going to try to do when you graduate here but it could be anything Uh, anything on the planet
1: um uh probably be like a like a famous like hollywood actor really There we go. That'd be kind of cool to do that, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, that's a cool. That's a very cool answer. I'm not sure if we've ever had a famous Hollywood actor be an answer on here. We've done 64 of these now. No, we haven't. And I don't think we have. And the the most common answer by far has been a professional golfer. We've had probably about six people say that, but um, a Hollywood actor, very cool. So if you did, if you were an actor, Tommy, what? what type of movies would you want to play? Do you want to be one of those action adventure heroes? Would you want to be probably like Ind-
1: action? Yeah, like I could like Indiana Jones. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of sick.
0: <laughs> that would be great.
2: Indiana Jones, start me loose.
0: I like it. I like it. We'll have to uh, maybe maybe we'll have our creative team get something in the works <laughs> for next year. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool um last question here on the final four what is something that no one or very few people know about you a little known fact about tommy loose
1: um a little known fact about me um so i when i was i think i was 12 years old um there's this kid that he won a contest at when i lived in marion he won a contest to uh Play a three-on-three basketball game against uh, Barack Obama. Really? And yeah. And he, so he, when he won that contest, he played a three-on-three game against him. And then this is while like Obama was campaigning. Okay. And Obama came, and like part of the contest was if you win, he'll come and like campaign in your city. So he came to Marion, and uh, campaigned at the high school, and like had like a huge, like, like he was speaking to everybody for three hours or whatever. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't really remember it cause it was, I mean, I was 12 and whatever, but, uh, it was still a pretty cool event and it was at the, it was in the gym and like Obama, like my dad was coaching at Marion, obviously. And he, uh, was staying like in my dad's office before like his speech and sure, stuff. Sure. But uh, after it all happened, after it all happened, he uh, he came down and I was like on the side of the bleachers and he ended up shaking my hand and uh, I remember he I, I was I was like in shock that I was shaking his hand and I remember that what he said to me he was like tighter grip son I was like oh god Bronco
0: vomiters told me
1: to have a tighter grip on my handshake like, no
0: kidding <laughs> like, that is awesome
1: yeah but that was that was pretty cool
0: oh, buddy, <laughs> really nice. how cool That's, is that. Wow. That is so, cool. that
1: is so, cool.
0: so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's what I'm more impressed by. The fact that you got to shake his hand or the fact that he had that line for you, his tighter grips. And that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, wow, that is a great story, Tommy. That, was, that is one of the better final fours we've had. Uh, and a great little known fact about Tommy Lewis shaking Barack Obama's hand at a campaign event in Marion, Indiana. That's awesome, dude. Yep. Love that. Well, Tommy, thanks, man. Uh, we appreciate you taking time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think the world of you, you did so much for our program over four years. You know, I think a lot of people, they're, they're going to, you know, they know they know the, the getting loose videos and they know, you know, your senior day and they know, you know, you scoring against Iowa and coming in at the end of those games. But I know those of us around the program, um, we know it's a lot, uh, a lot deeper than that. And we know all the hours you put in to make not only yourself better, but your teammates and uh and and make our locker room so strong over the last four years and we, as we always said it's you know it's a total team that's a total team thing it's not uh, individuals individuals play the game but uh, but you guys all all kind of make it work so cliz uh, let me put, yeah
2: yeah let me say too that uh tommy uh, really helped out a lot in uh getting me back into the game and you know, I need I needed people to be around, and and I didn't do too well when I first started back, and but he was always there for me, and uh, it's very well appreciated, Tommy. I think your birthday's on the twenty first of February. Yep, yep it is. Yeah. Got the same birthday.
0: You yeah. guys share a birthday. Tony,
2: Tony Jones is another one. How are we yeah, getting into this the fifty
0: eighth so. minute of the podcast? We're just now finding out you two share a birthday. That is awesome. <laughs> so yeah. so how what's the age difference here? Fifty fifty one years?
2: I'm seventy three.
0: Uh-huh. Seventy three, and Tommy, you're what, twenty? 23, so 23? 50. 23? Oh, 50 years on a... Right at 50. Wow. Right at 50, man. That is incredible. That could have been another little-known fact. I share a birthday... That could have been. With... I didn't think of that
1: one. <laughs> you... I, knew, I knew we shared the same birthday. I should have said it. You
0: know, some people really struggle to come up with an answer to that question, and Tommy's just overflowing with answers. He's got a bunch of good <laughs> ones. That is awesome. <laughs> that is very cool. Well, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that was This This past hour has been great, Tommy. And, and again, we thank the world of you. Appreciate everything uh, you've done, and thanks for taking the time to join us here on the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, thanks. I, I appreciate both of you guys, and I'm glad I got to be a part of the team for four years, man.
0: Awesome. That was uh, Tommy Loose, everybody, <laughs> episode 64 here on the podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening, and until next time, be curious, be informed, and be well.